0: But yeah man um welcome back uh mr ward you know um i know last time we had sat down and talked we did a uh we went over a lot about uh you know why you do what you do coming mm-hmm. up growing up and and the reason why you enter the community <clears throat> services and and uh, giving back um so today man let's just go over uh you know what you got going and you know in in, in particular and um and i know uh you know we we work on your website with you and, you know, you got a couple of events going. So let's right. go through some of these events, man, and um, remind the people, you know, what, what, what Carl War got working.
1: Gotcha. Well, again, thank you for having me back. back. No um, problem. Especially so soon. I really appreciate it. Um, so a few things we got working. We got working. Um, we have the Community Cleanup Initiative. That's happening on May 18th. Um, it's going to be in the Greens Point area. Um, it's on Rush Creek Creek Drive between Ella Boulevard and Spears Road. Um, we picked the mm-hmm. road back there. That's a road that, for as long as I can remember, it it's been a road with a lot of grass. It's a grassy area. It's not developed, and they it's always been a dump site. So, um, we we I spoke with the city once before earlier in the year. They came out. Um, they picked up about two big trailers worth of trash. And um the the lady who was over the whole initiative that comes out to clean up the trash, we we talked about it and we said, you know what, we need to make this a community effort as well, you know, because we have the city involved, but let's get the community involved. So we finally got that working. And that'll be May 18th. Um we're offering free volunteer shirts to the first 40 volunteers that show up. Um, we'll provide refreshments and food as well because it'll be from eight to twelve, so okay. want to make sure everybody's um, hydrated and and energized. So yeah, it's gonna be hot then. <laughs> right? Right. So um yeah, that's something I'm looking forward to. Um, another thing we have coming up. Um, again, I spoke about it the back to school drive we're having on August 10th. That'll be um at Thomas Russo Park. That's from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. And um again that's August tenth at Thomas Uso Park. It's so gonna it's gonna be a big event. Um even since the last time we spoke, I've reached out to to more people in the community. Um okay. actually attended a HPD meeting. They have a meeting in the community uh once a month. It's called Pip. It's um <clears throat> oh, man. Um I, mean, I forget, you know, what it stands for right now, but um it's the police interaction program, is okay. what it is, and what they're doing. They want to come out and interact with the community mm-hmm. on just the you know person to person level, you know, where it's not any they wouldn't called out. They don't have to do their right. job at that time, you know, the part the part of the job that I'm, I'm sure they don't like to do, and you know, <laughs> us the citizens we don't like to be on the other side of it. But this this team that they created is specifically for community related events, so they came and spoke um and i let them know about the community the community cleanup and mm-hmm. they were very interested they say they actually have their own team that that they um head those type of initiatives as well as well so they'll be partnering with us um, cool. we have a few coaches from the area that they're bringing out um, they're bringing out their football team both have a football teams, so they'll they'll have their players out there we have a um dojo in greenspoint um sensei school of martial arts Actually, my son attends the school. Um, they'll have their students out there as well, helping out, and whatever other volunteers we get to come out. And um, we're looking to make this a monthly event, so we'll start um, the way we do it. We're asking for suggestions from the community of areas that they see that need attention, and then we'll also be out surveying ourselves to see what areas you know we need to we need to pay attention to and clean up. And um another thing we're working on with that is once we do get the, the cleanup going and it's consistent, um we're also looking to work with the city to get cameras implemented. So anybody that does get caught dumping, you know, they can be prosecuted, you know, if they're caught dumping. That's another way to deteriorate altogether. But um yeah, so those are two of the things we have going on. Um I was at a community event this past weekend. Uh, it was Easter. So it was an Easter event on Good Friday. Mm-hmm. I was over on the northeast side. And um, I ran into a, a, a family friend of mine that I hadn't seen in a while. And we got to talking. And he was telling me how he's a swim instructor. That, you know, swimming has been his passion his whole life. So we got to talking. And I was like, look, we got a lot of apartments in Greenspoint. So let's get together and let's come up with a swimming program. Mm-hmm. where we can teach the kids how to swim and we'll actually come into the apartments and we'll teach lessons. you. Yeah, so it'll be like it's it's gonna be like an eight to nine week program. You said nine because that first week is going to be the testing to see where each one each each kid stands individually. Um so that'll be that'll be a nine week course that we have going and it'll be every Saturday at okay. at you know a, a designated pool in the area. And, you know, hopefully we can, once we get the program going, we can move around to different areas, you know, even expand out into the city as well. So did you have to uh, get with a lot of apartment complexes before you? Yeah. Okay. So the, uh, another thing that the HPD does as well, they host meetings with the businesses and the apartment management and and owners in the area. So that allowed me a chance to get in front of everyone and, and speak to everyone at the same time. And another thing I, I addressed with them was the, you know, the the need to come up with a, a way to communicate things that are going on in the community to communicate it to the residents in the apartments. Mm-hmm. Because what, you know, what you would have to do is go knock on doors. Just go door to door, knock mm-hmm. on doors or leave flyers on doors. But I know the apartments, they have ways to communicate. To their residents, yeah. you know, when rents do things like that, like they have apps that you download the app and you pay your rent through that app now and everything. So we're working, we're working on a way to um, to bridge that gap, you know, that lack of communication. But that's another thing that we see a lot of within the community is just the lack of knowing what's going on, and, and I feel like it, it's. A lot of times it's coming from, like, if the city has things going on, they have their centers and things where they put their flyers. But if, first off, it's not in your area, then people are not going to see it. And if you don't frequent any of those locations, you won't see it. So, you know, uh, an area opportunity I see is to actually find a way to get this information to everybody in the community. You spoke a lot about... um,
0: Uh, Law enforcement involvement Mm and a lot of things partnering up. Um, What? How do you deal with like when you got residents or pretty much community members in there? You know, their 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 resistance from even working with law enforcement is based Mm -hmm. on, you know, pretty much what what we're told when we grow up. Then now you got what we see when we watch the TV, and Mm -hmm. you know you got a lot of political movements going on that you know divides law enforcement with. The, the the black community right so you know when you are coming uh when you're partnering with the law enforcement and which i commend by the way mm-hmm. um you know how to do, how, do, how how do you you know talk to the people that that's, that's kind of like still weary because you know on one hand they they kind of <laughs> do have a reason right. to be you know it's not um not, you know you, you notice that uh, and i spoke the other day you could get PTSD from watching the news all the time right. and seeing killing and, right. and this, this and that. Right. And then you log on the internet and you do nothing but seeing viral videos and 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 memes and and things as as going viral uh, to um, keep keep hyping hyping the, the beef up, right. Right? The, right? The disconnect up. <laughs> So, you know, on, on, on one hand, uh, you got to understand, you know, I got to understand why they feel that way or why people feel that way. And and you have to realize that in some situations it's warranted, but at the same time, it's not healthy. Right. You know what I'm saying?
1: And and, and that's basically what I try to let them know that I understand the, the past relationships, even things that's going on now in the media and things like that. I understand that aspect of it. But then, like you say, you also have to look at that it's not healthy to not have some type of relationship with with everyone in your community. And the I use personal experience as well. Okay. Because coming up in Greens Point, I had run in with the police. And I wasn't doing anything wrong. You know, I'm chilling out of my apartments, me and a few people that live in the apartments. And I I explained this at a town hall meeting to Sheila Lee Jackson before that. We live in Greens Point. We live in apartments. Apartments are small. A lot of times you have more people in there than should be. So as kids, outside is you escape, you're outside most of the time until the sun go down or whenever mama tell you street to come lights, in. Come on, street lights yeah. come on. Whatever, you know. Right. So until so then, we outside. Just, you know, getting a peace of mind hanging out with your friends, just to get out the house and and not feel crowded. But in those situations, I don't know if the police were called or they rolled by and and maybe thought something was going on, but they would pull up on us, shake us down, everything. And we just trying to explain, hey, we live here. We're just hanging out here. Was was anybody called? What's going on? They couldn't give us any answers. But um, at the end of the day, it's them looking for drugs and things like that. And it's like, you can't profile people in the community and I was profiled coming up. But meeting these officers with this this team that's trying to do community outreach, that's something that we didn't have back then. That's something that we didn't see in Green's Point back then. So I feel like they're taking a notice of where they stand in the community and how things are looking in the public eye and they're taking a proactive approach to to circumvent that or, or try to start a a conversation or open dialogue with the community you know and and they let us know straight up what they're looking for in the community the problems that they having in the community so it's like again those people who are resistant they're resistant either because they had a bad interaction with law enforcement or they're doing something that may catch law enforcement eye and not in a good way so, one thing i try to explain to them then as well is, look, this is what's going on. And this, this touch on the area where you at now, you, you fall in this category. So this is what's coming. You may want to change it. You may want to correct it before it becomes a major problem for you, you know, and, and that's all I could do. I could just give them the advice of what's going on in the community and why it's going on, you know, Greens Point. It was, it was built initially to be a business district, um, you know. Unfortunately, because of things that happened with Exxon and Oil, it became a low-income community, but it's getting to the point where they're trying to bring it back to a business district and gentrify and all of that. So it's like, hey, do you want to be the change that's made or do you want to be a part of the changes that are made, you know? So that's just how I try to explain it to them. And actually, I it's been received quite well lately, you know, I... Because it, it it took me by surprise to really be in front of law enforcement and having an open dialogue with them. Mm-hmm. I had never had open dialogue like they were law enforcement, you mm-hmm. know. So it was a surprise to me. So I felt the same way. Like, man, how how are my people going to receive this when I go back and tell them, like, hey, y'all, I made a connection with the HPD. You know, I'm thinking they're going to look at me like, same HPD that took away that, or Every, that same HPD that he and me or? Everyone I spoke to, <clears throat> the first thing out they mouth was, man, that's good. That's a good thing. Oh man, that's, so that's I'm that's like, it. okay, well, everybody, I, I feel like everybody's in a position right now where they want change. Everybody doesn't necessarily know how to go about making those changes. Um there are and it, it goes back to lack of knowledge again because there are resources in your community that are available for you right now today that you may not know about. And that's, again, that's where, that's why I came up with mangrovecommunity.org, is to try to bridge those gaps that that I see in the community, that lack of communication or the lack of knowledge, the not knowing what's out there for you and you are complaining about it every day. Just like if you are complaining about police brutality and you have a police department in your area, that has a community outreach team, then why aren't you at those meetings voicing your concerns and your opinions and letting them know what they can do to do their job better in the community. You know what I'm saying? And be received better in the community. Does your personal uh, experience with law enforcement, uh, does does that kind
0: of drive you to doing what you're doing for the community? because like I, like you said, you know, some people grow up mm-hmm. in within that, within the community, right. within, you know, it's green all over the place, right? right. Like right. Exactly. hoods, right? right? And sometimes, you know, when you're growing up in the hood or in low income areas like that, you only know one thing. Right. You know, you're taught from your parents who had to grow up doing right. the same thing, or, you know, uh, or you know, they might have some bad experiences with law enforcement, so they pass that resentment down to their mm-hmm. kids, mm-hmm. and so they have to learn. And, um. And again, like we we, we can both sit in and acknowledge that it, it, it's tough. Um, you know, but um it, it, it does seem, you know, it's come across to me as like, you know, ever since that situation happened with you personally, you know, even as a young kid, mm-hmm. um like that being your only time interacting with the police, it's like, you know, man, you know, that that that, that describes a lot of mm-hmm. lives, You know what I mean? It does. And so, uh, so yeah, man, it it definitely sounds like, uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like that's kind of a lot where your drive comes from to try to fix it so people won't go through that. Right.
1: Yeah. And that's, that is the, I guess the foundation of my drive. I just look back over my life and the things that I went through that I felt that could have been prevented or you know gone about a different way i just look back and i don't want those things for my kids or the kids that they have to come up with so that's that's where it all stems from trying to make that change trying to make a better future for for all of our kids for the future generation because they bright man our kids are bright with these mentoring programs that we have going on and that's another thing we're working on as well putting a mentoring program together um we have we're moving into the new building june in June, um, the the sensei from the dojo they're actually moving their building, and they're gonna let me uh, get a get a, a spot in the building to to run my mentoring program and things like that. So that's something we're getting set up, and we're looking forward to this summer. But in the mentoring, we're talking to the younger kids, middle school, high school. Man, it's so much talent. Like I went to one high school, was talking to one kid, and he told me he's he's an artist. He likes to do art. So. He shows me his portfolio. He opens up a portfolio of a whole shoe line, tennis shoes. And when I tell you they were nice tennis shoes, they were competing with the Jays and the LeBron's and the KD's, like in the style and the fashion of everything. And I was like, man, this is talent right here. You got something going, like hold on to this. But what I'm noticing is that that high school, graduating, going into adult life, that's where a lot of the dreams are crushed. You know, because there's there's no resources, there's no avenues to show them how to continue to hone the skills that they have and how to turn it into money for them, you know? Because especially being an artist, you really have to have business savvy to figure out how to turn your art into money, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I feel like that's another problem. A lot of these dreams are getting killed with within the community before these kids get to their adult lives and really have the ability to go after their dreams. You have brought up gentrification. Mm-hmm. Um
0: is that a concern for you when you think about like, you know, the residents in the Greens Point area?
1: Yeah. It's a huge concern. I don't what I don't want to see happen to Greenspoint is Greens Point get built back up to be a nice area as far as, you know, the the businesses are booming again. Um, you know, the you know, because it's a lot of major corporations and all these changes come about and then property taxes are raised and the residents that live there are can't pushed out and they can't afford it. That's what I don't want to see. So <clears throat> my my idea on curving it is to create an economy in Green's Point hmm. to where, okay, say they do gentrify and they do raise a property tax. Okay, we can afford that. So we stand right here. you know, And one of the things, um, the community garden, like, this is where I feel like the the economic part in Greenspoint point to start from, as far as the organization that I'm working on and trying to put in the community, it's going to be from the dirt. And what I mean by that is with this community garden that we're going to put in play. Once we put the community garden in play, we can start to set up farmer's markets once a month. Within the formal market, you can have local businesses come out, set up tents, and sell their products and merchandise mm-hmm. and services, and so you're you're letting the community know what type of businesses you have in the area that they may not know about, and then you're also exposing those businesses and getting them more customers and things like that, so they can grow and continue to grow. And you know, if if it's somebody that we see that has you know, a huge turnout every month, mm-hmm. then why not, as a community, look to getting them a building to to sell that product out of and mm-hmm. stay within the community? You know what I'm saying? So, so explain the concept of community garden and where did you get this idea from? Um, community garden idea, it, it really, the idea for me came, I was trying to figure out a way to generate income in the community. Mm-hmm. But I knew you had to have something that can benefit the community as a whole. We can do the pop-up shops and just bring vendors out. But what I don't feel like the the incentive is there for the community to come out. Because it's basically just like, oh, you're trying to sell me something. But with this community garden, you have food deserts in in low-income communities and mm-hmm. greens point just became one of those communities over the last five to ten years when they took the krogers out explain the food desert so a food desert is a um it's an area where you don't have a grocery store with produce no okay. fresh produce and things like that within okay. within walking distance right. or you know on the bus route you know where you don't have to go too far to get it but um mm-hmm. in greens point now you have to go with four exits down the freeway before you find the first store with produce and that that would be Walmart, you know. Um, then you have HEB, you know, about 10 exits the opposite way. So that's what we're dealing with in Greens Point. It's a, and it's a lot of other areas I know dealing with that. Northeast side, they're dealing with it in the worst way. Um, so a way to circumvent that, if you can put the community garden in play, you're doing two things, you're actually creating fresh produce for the community. But then, what we're trying to do is get the community to come out and learn how to grow these different crops. That So if you are fortunate enough to stay in the house in the Greenspoint area, you have a backyard, you can pick and choose what, what herbs and spices and things you wanna grow in your backyard. Um, we even, um, we're looking to get fruit trees out. I know an organization that donates fruit trees, so we want that in the community garden but we're also looking to encourage people to put them in their backyards. You know, if it's not against any HOA, you know, um, rules or anything like that, let's put it in your backyard. Let's get back to the days where we can go out and pick our fruit right off the tree out of our backyard. We don't have to always go to the store to buy our fruit and produce, you know? Um, and that was something I learned when I went to Puerto Rico. Um, a lot of like the name of my organization, um, that 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 played into the whole community garden thing as well. I went to Puerto Rico and I went on a tour. Um, it's the coconut Revolution tour, and it's a guy named Brandon, and he he moved he moved to Puerto Rico from Maryland, moved there, fell in love with the area, um, and he runs a tour. Now, we were in San Juan, but his tour is maybe twenty, thirty minutes outside of San Juan, and it's actually an area of Puerto Rico where, in the days where, you know, they were bringing the slaves over and things like that, there were some slaves that escaped from San Juan. And you had to, you had to cross like this little, um, this inlet of water. So they had to cross over the inlet of water and get to the other side. And it wasn't developed at all. So when they ran away, the slave owners was like, hey, just let them go. They won't survive. They won't make it. And sure enough, they survived. And this place is called Luis um, and it's in Puerto Rico, Luis, and it's inhabited by by black people, and they own the land. No one can tell them what to do on that land. They can do whatever they want. They own it, and I think it was in 2015, just as a, um, you know, um, as a demonstration, they paid Puerto Rico a dollar, just to say they paid for the land and it's theirs and they own it. You know. Um, so we're going over there, Brandon actually took us by his house, and we went by his house. He took us into his backyard. He had banana trees, mango trees, just fresh fruit growing in his backyard and I was like wow this this is how we're supposed to be living this life and you know you go outside, you pick fruit off your tree and then he also told us about um he taught us about the mangrove trees, which uh the mangrove trees they they inhabit inhabit coastal areas mm-hmm. But the mangrove tree is very unique in in the habitat that it survives and thrives in. So mangrove trees, they grow in very salty water, which is not ideal for trees in the first place, but they manage to survive in salty water. And they do this by um, the way that their roots grow because the, the soil doesn't have a lot of oxygen in it because of the salt and the water and things like that. The roots grow up towards the surface towards the oxygen and when they do that they intertwine and connect to where if you want to pull up one mangrove tree you have to pull up all the mangrove trees because their roots are intertwined Mm -hmm. underground Mm -hmm. and and above ground and another thing that the root system does with the way it grows it creates a ecosystem for the smaller fish and algae and things like that that really don't have anything to thrive off of Mm -hmm. in that type of um ecosystem either it it creates an ecosystem um it also protects the land the the inland from storm surges and things like that um that's another um part that the mangrove tree that the mangrove tree plays and as i got to thinking about everything that's going on in the community i was like this is a great model to model my organization after you know it it, it, it's, in, it's on unfertile land, which low income areas, they're are considered you know, areas that are not the best areas, not the ideal areas, ideal conditions, but you still have people that are living there, they're growing there, they're thriving there. Um, another thing I was saying earlier, we want to create an economy for Greens Point mm-hmm. within the community. I feel like that's symbolic to the ecosystem that the mangrove tree provides for the smaller fish and things in the area and then um you know with it protecting the coat the inland against storm surges hurricanes and things like that that's another thing that this organization represents not only in a physical sense because we do have hurricanes and things like that we want to be there for their support during after and all of that but we also the the political storms that come to the community, the corporate storms that come to the community. We want to protect our citizens against that as well. So that's another position that that the organization plays within the community. So um, I, I guess
0: going to going a little bit about like what your vision is when you say you want to create an economy within Greenspoint. Mm-hmm. Like what do you mean by that, and 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 how? exactly does that benefit
1: the residents the residents okay well with with that we're looking for we're looking for all different type of talents out Mm -hmm. of the community so right now if you want soul food in greenspoint you have to go outside of greenspoint to get soul food if you want if you want good Mexican food right now in Greens Point. You have to go outside of Greens Point to get it, you know? So we need a good soul food restaurant. We need a good Mexican restaurant in the area. Um, what else are we missing? It's, it's a lot that we're missing. It's a lot that people have to go outside of Greenspoint to go get different things. So what we want to do is we want to find the people within the community that that are already providing those services that we may not know about. and try to grow their business to where they can get a brick and mortar and become, you know, a permanent establishment within the community. And in doing so, they'll be able to hire from within the community. So that creates jobs as well. And then, you know, as we continue to grow, we just continue to put more and more businesses till we have everything we need right in Greensport. You know, we have, you know, and, and it's all working together, fortunately, because I have classmates that I went to school with, they just put a nice um, daiquiri shop in the Greens Point area. So it's a good look, it's bringing a lot of people out. So if we can draw the crowds out and have things for the crowds to do when they come to Greens Point, it's gonna be a great look for the community.
0: Now, I know this is it's, it's a, it's a tough one, cause, mm-hmm. um, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I often have this these conversations uh, with people too. And uh, what, what ends up happening is we have to come you know, to uh, you know, agree, disagree, agree or whatever. Disagree. Uh, when it comes down to bringing that to the hood, because mm-hmm. we all know why the hood is the hood, right? Right, and we all know why businesses started off and then leave the hood, mm-hmm. and then we just recently, you know, went through a, a death of a, you know, rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle, while he's in the community, bringing an economy in the community, open up a store and provide right. jobs, so. You know when you know me personally you know i can see both sides to it man I, I mean i definitely uh commend anybody for giving back i mean i'm i teach so we that's 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 a daily thing that you give back mm-hmm. to, the, to the youth mm-hmm. um but i also understand how in some situations why people say man, i gotta help the community from a distance mm-hmm. because you know i don't want to put my own safety my family safety my uh, my financial you know my 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 way of making money in jeopardy because i'm trying to give too much back i can understand that argument mm-hmm. i also can understand that that attitude causes more destruction mm-hmm. right that attitude makes people wonder why you don't want to go back to the hood oh it's right. the hood oh man this is you know whatever now 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 the hood you'll turn on the internet the hood's glorified you know mm-hmm. what i mean like the, the, that lifestyle right. and people ain't even <laughs> lived it Right. You know, people ain't even come from it, but mm-hmm. then they see it and they think it's cool, mm-hmm. but they don't understand that it leads up to deaths. Like you said, it leads up to the neighborhoods being abandoned by right. businesses. Right. You know, all kinds of stuff. So, <clears throat> when you're, you know, putting together a vision of bringing the economy back to Greenspoint. Mm-hmm what are some of the things that you can you know talk to those who are kind of skeptical about even opening a business you know because it might be a lot of people that have businesses and looking for a place but mm-hmm. the last place they will go is the Green's, point. It's the Greens point so i guess how would you how would you you know talk to someone who who had a business that was one that was concerned about that mm-hmm.
1: well i've been i've been looking at the um the crime statistics in the area mm-hmm. i've been looking a lot at that and um they're not, they're not higher than any other area, you know, whether it's low income or not. Hmm. So a lot of, a lot of what, the the issue with Green's Point is the hype around it. You know, there were some things that happened back in the day, you know, in the early 90s. You mm-hmm. had, you had a lawman that was abducted from the mall and murdered. Um, Shootouts sure, at the mall. Right. Shootouts at the mall. But then when I was in high school, within the apartments in the early '90s, you had a lot of the drugs coming in and the people bringing them in. Mm-hmm. They left a bad name because it was a lot of murders and things like that within the apartments. To I don't know if you remember City Under C, used to come on Fox twenty six. Yeah. Greens Point stayed on yeah. Fox twenty, and that's when we got our bad rap. Okay. You know, so at, what, what what they didn't talk about was after that. You know, up until like nineteen ninety six the police they hit the area real hard and they actually they decreased the um crime rate by 30% okay in the greenspoint area <clears throat> but they don't talk about that and greenspoint is it's not it's not bad like people remember remember oh. right you know it, it's still a low income area so yeah you still have your incidents and things like that but mm-hmm. it's not if you're 9 times out of 10 if you're not involved in that lifestyle you shouldn't have any problem so
0: uh, again, going back to the uh, HPD presence and the mm-hmm. partnerships, do you feel like that is a, uh, a benefit to that community, the fact that, you know, they came in, they kind of cleaned up right. a little bit, and right. now instead of continuing to consider anybody that's a resident Greens Greenspoint a suspect, mm-hmm. now they're doing things like partnership, community right. outreach, and things like that. Mm-hmm. So with the, and, and again, how we all, you know, we all just got finished discussing how sometimes police presence can be, kind of a push back
1: for residents or people right. coming in there. And and that, that that's a that's a way we're going to have to get past cuz we are dealing with it again right now in Greenspoint okay. because they're wanting to they're making a major push to gentrify Greenspoint. It's something that's been they've been wanting to do for a long time now. It's just the area kind of like you see in Third Ward. Is, right, but the, the Greenspoint area is so unique and and different from a lot of areas because it is a business district. So it's not only residents, but it's meant to generate business as well. So you have a mix of, of of people that you see coming in and out of Greens Point. You you um now with the police presence is it's back up again. I was in Greenpoint Greens Point today, and every street that I turned on, it was a police had a car pulled over. And I know what that's about. They're they're trying to clean up the neighborhood. They're trying to clean up the community. It happened last time. And then another thing that that does, I feel like it needs to be cleaned up that's an issue in Greenspoint is you have the business owners who are allowing this stuff to go on inside and outside of their businesses. And I do have a problem if I want to walk into the corner store and I decide to take my son with me that day and somebody asking me, do I want this, this and that? And then once me and my son leave out the store, I gotta explain to my son what this, this, and that is. Really is. You know, so that's the problem I see. It, it, we, I'm gonna just be honest, and we can just be honest. It's nothing that you're gonna be able to stop completely. And the way I and I and I talk to these dudes, and I'm honest with them. I'm like, look, this is what's happening. They're looking at all the stores in Greenspoint right now. All this hanging out, all this loitering, loitering, all that. They look. That's that's what they're looking for. Right. So I advise you to move around, find somewhere else to do what you're doing where you're not bringing so much attention to yourself because this is what's to come. And once it happened, I, I can't feel sorry for you. I can't feel bad for you because you, you knew what was going on and you had the chance to, to do something different, you know? And <clears throat> you being out trying to make money on the block is stopping even more money from coming into the community. Because if we can get the the crime rate down and this crime element under control, it's so much business that it coming to come yeah, into we'll Green's come
0: Point. So is it safe to say? Because I often argue this as well. Mm-hmm. You know, when people are talking about you know doing this to the community, bring back this or or there's nothing there and and there's nothing you know. And. <clears throat> And, like, ain't nobody doing nothing for the hood. And, mm-hmm. you know, people is getting this money and not coming back. Or you had a black president and he ain't done nothing for the hood. And, you know, all these arguments. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but don't you realize there's a lot of people that may not want the hood to change? Because it's a lot of hood money being right A lot of hood money. Right. You know, and cleaning up that area sometimes will disrupt somebody's so, hood money.
1: <clears throat> I don't... <clears throat> When you say a lot, I don't feel like it's a lot. Okay. I feel like that's a small group in the community, in our communities. Like that's doing it on, we talking about a major level. We're not talking about your people on the corner pushing. So we talking about, it's only a handful of people that's doing it within right. the community. So I, I just had, I, and I struggled with this for a long time myself because I, I came from that environment. So to come back and be like, Pointing the finger, which I try not to point the finger, but I look at it like this: How can I let five people stop money from coming into my community? It don't make sense to me. What you're doing is putting a chokehold on your whole community. Just so, a fat in your pockets. just to fat in your pockets. Now you all, You want to talk about being real? That's real, and that's the only that's that's the only way you can look at it because you're not one of them people that's out giving back to the community every weekend or once a month or anything like that. So the only thing you're doing is taking. You're doing what everybody else doing in your community. So you can't complain about what the government not doing, what the police doing in your community are not doing because you are part of the problem as well. You're you, you you stopping your people from getting what's meant for them. And uh, to, to another thing to really make anything happen in these communities, You just have to have... We have to have people on board, and it don't take a lot of people. If you look at what happened in Houston in the last week or two, they're looking at the pedestrian laws now. There were 22 people that went down to city council and told their their personal stories one by one about incidents they've had, whether on bikes, walking, or anything on Houston streets. And... Unfortunately, some there was a person that was killed recently as well on a bike by a metro bus, which also, you know, made the the local government pay even closer attention to him. But sometimes that's what it takes. You know, that, that's what, if that's the catalyst, then you have to ride that wave and, and, and push for what you want like they did. So now, last week, Mayor Turner had a, a press conference on the corner where the guy was ran over by the metro bus. And the whole, the city is looking at the pedestrian laws now and they're taking a hard look at it and they're going to change them. It. And it's the same thing in the community. You just okay. take one issue at a time, you get people who who's affected by it and you go down and you tell your stories and we're affected this way. And this is why we're affected. And this, these are the changes that we think could work. You you go down with the problem and the solution. You can't just go down with the problem. Just like I, um, I drive Lyft and it was actually today I picked the guy up in Greens Point. And that's another thing. A, a lot of people, I know a lot of people drive Lyft and Uber. They try to stay away from places like that. I'm there. I'm, mm-hmm. your, I'm your local Lyft driver. But <laughs> 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 well, I'm picking a guy up today and I'm pulling in the apartments and they had these, this big metal, it looks like a gate. It basically looks like a gate that you can pull up and it'll block off the driveway. hmm so, when the guy got in the car, I'm like, hey, man, what is this? Because it was new. I know those apartments in it and I hadn't seen it. It, mm-hmm. was, it had got there within the last year. He was like, yeah, they just put those there about three months ago, and those are to help during hurricanes to deter the flooding. And I'm looking at the whole design, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't see what it's going to deter anything. It's just going to push water further down, and it's going to get in another way. That's the only thing I see. He's like, yeah, but what it's doing right now is messing up everybody's tires Who coming in and out the apartments. I say, so you mean to tell me they put something in play for a, what, what was it called, a 1,000 year event, yeah. the, the yeah. hurricane, mm-hmm. that's tearing up people's tires every day. So I took his number down, I said, look, I, I'm, I'm able to talk to the apartment people, I'm gonna try to find out who the owners are of these apartments and, and try to talk to them and let them know the problem that this is causing, mm-hmm. even though I know the concept behind it, but it's causing problems right now, and it's costing your residents money. And when you, when the residents go into the office and and complain about it, you tell them there's nothing you can do. That's to protect the apartment, and it's not right. So in that situation, you would first try to go talk to the owner, see if y'all can find you know come to a, an agreement, an understanding. Mm-hmm. If not, then you get the you get the people who've been affected by it. And if you can get 20 people who can show that, hey, my tires got messed up, rolling over this in these apartments, then they're going to have to take a look at it and, and be like, okay, maybe this this didn't work. Maybe we need to look go another route, you know? So that's, that's what it's all about, is just coming together, getting people on the same page. And that's just what I do. I do that through conversation every day with people. I always try to talk to people and it's, I surprise myself. And that's why I try to do it more and more now, cause You'll see somebody and you, the look on their face, you may be thinking they having a bad day. You may not want to talk to them, but I still try to talk to them, get them to open up a little bit. And you'll find that people are just as passionate about their community as the next person. It's just they don't know where to start.
0: Mm. Man, bro, I swear, every time you come in, you <laughs> dropping gems on us, man. I appreciate it. Uh, now before we get on out of here, man, because I know this weather finna get real bad tonight. Yeah. and uh, We want to definitely get you on the road for, so you can be safe. This is a real quick rundown of the organizations that you got going. Um, let's go back and uh, go over, you know, the stuff that you got coming up and then gotcha. uh, some long term goals, if you have any.
1: OK. All right. Uh, once again, you know, I'm vice president of the Super Neighborhood, too, in Greenspoint. Point. Uh, I am right now the director of the Greater Greens Point Civic Club. We're still in the process of trying to get members in and get that off of the ground. And again, it's just a step-by-step process. You know, the more you're in the community, people see what you're doing, they'll jump mm-hmm. on board. So I'm just being patient with that. And then we have um, MangroveCommunity.org, which is is my personal organization. Um, through that organization, that's where we'll be doing the community cleanup. It's okay. called Clean the Green, you know, for the Greens Point area. Um, again, that's May 18th from 10 o'clock, 10, a, uh, sorry, 8 a.m., to noon, where you, where are they meeting at? Where can people go to? And them? we'll be meeting on Rush Creek Drive between mm-hmm. Ella, Ella Boulevard and Spears Road, and you can see both streets on Rush Creek, so we'll be somewhere in between there, and you'll be able to spot us. So, no one they don't have to have to call or register, or they just show up. Yeah, um, <clears throat> well, yeah, you will have to register. You, you can show up, but um, we do want people to register. Um, right now, you can contact me at Carl J Ward. 85 at gmail.com i'm mm-hmm. um, working on getting the website and things like that up as well so yeah but you can contact me there if you if you're interested in volunteering we can let you know again where it's at the time date things like that um so yeah okay that's what's going on man
0: uh any any uh goals later on in the year like oh, I yeah. you said may 18th any long-term goals yeah, yeah, you yeah got going?
1: okay again then let me uh, <laughs> Back to School Drive, that's going to be August 10th again. Sorry about that. That's August 10th. Uh, That's at Thomas Russo Park from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Okay. Uh, Come out. Just come out wanting to have fun. We're going to have food, games, giveaways, giving out free haircuts, um, moonwalks. We're even going to have a train out there going around the park. It's going to be a nice event. Have 97.9 in the box out there. Um, A few of our local leaders will come through and speak. So it's going to be a nice event. Um, long-term goals we're working on. No, we're working on um, a swimming program. We're getting that into play. Um, one of the long-term initiatives, and this is a long-term project for Greenspoint, is um, figuring out exactly what what we can do with that mall, with Greenspoint mm, Mall. Okay. And I know, because we're talking, we're talking to M's now when we're right, talking right, about right, taking right. over the mall. But believe it or not, we, we've been talking to some investors potential investors and things like that. So it's just getting more people on board and, and really coming up with the plan, um, getting with a, with a drafter now to try to see if we can draft this idea and this concept that we have for Greens Point Mar. Okay, And you know, once we, we get that on paper, we can start putting it out in front of people and really seeing what they think about it and, and get them on board with the whole concept. Cause that's another thing that, that, that'll bring a lot of business and it'll bring a lot of people outside from outside of the community to right. the community, you know. So that's cool. That's what's up, man. All right, man, before you break out, man, any shout outs? Any last words you got for people? Uh yeah, well, I wanna shout out Chopped on Blaze, my boy Dennis, he he's been he's been doing a lot of work with me in the community. Um, wanna shout out Sensei School of Martial Arts. They're also doing a lot of work with us in the community. They have summer programs and things like that. If you're having any disciplinary issues with your children, or just anything that you want them to focus on or get better with, man. I highly recommend Sensei School of Martial Art. Okay. I, I've seen him work with a lot of different kids with different type of issues and backgrounds, and, and I've I've seen changes within the year I've been going to the school. So highly recommended. Um, you know the YMCA out in Greenspoint. Been working with them a lot. They've been they've been on board, and they're doing a lot in the community as well. So appreciate them and you know just and my family as well because those are my biggest supporters they got my back on everything and you know even though they 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 do get they they get scared they worry about me sometime with the with the field that i'm in and you know the recent happenings with nipsey hustle and right. things like that but they got my back i told them that i'm in it for the long haul and they ended with me for the long haul so i appreciate them as well what's up man what's here man glad, glad you came by and i
0: appreciate your presence and, and coming yes, by sir. and dropping gems for the people thank you so uh you know we're gonna go ahead and break out so we can beat this storm that's supposed to be coming and uh yeah man keep in touch and don't hesitate to let us know whatever you need so we can help out with you on your on your uh community outreach and gotcha. things like that man gotcha all right man all right, appreciate it, it,
1: buddy. it. Yep.